Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to a brand new episode of the Beats, Brews, and Points of View podcast. I'm your host, Neil Richter, along with my partner in podcasting, sitting to the right of me, E-Man Bates. The P-I-P, I is the one, and we are back for episode 131. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I just rhyme 131 yeah. with 131, whatever. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Big Wolf, want to fight about it? What was that nigga from uh, fucking, what was that, Family Guy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyways, we are back, baby. Um, we are excited. We've been kind of itching to get another podcast in because we haven't uh, seen you since we did the uh The Oh My God, of- Back Again <laughs> One, and then we took another break because yep. well we're, we're just going to be spacing them out a little bit just so we can give you some better content well we're gonna we're getting everything organized you know we've been kind of uh uh here and there and here and there right now we're actually recording in downtown plymouth at our good friend nora's house we're we back got, in downtown plymouth yeah reese is a guest sitting next to us what up reese tell the people reese. what up <laughs> If you could see him, he's just staring directly uh, at me. Maybe he needs some headphones. I don't think he can hear himself. Uh, we, had, we had Cackalack in the first one. Now we got Reese in this one. I'm like, we're starting off the year with dogs. So I love it. Uh-huh. But anyways, I want to dedicate that opening track that you just heard to my good buddy Alex Birch out in Seattle. That's a song called uh, Where You Belong by Little Dragon. Um, and she posted, um, the lead singer of Little Dragon posted a cool clip of her playing that song the other day. And we was talking about, actually, I want to pull up because I don't want to butcher her words. I just want to read it because I kind of enjoyed the sentiment that she had to share with the people um, about that song. Let's see. She wrote... Um, oh, maybe I thought For some reason, I thought it was a longer thing. She just wrote to our loved ones that are not with us anymore, but fully alive in our hearts. Um, I guess that song that she It'll wrote is all about grief and everything. And I, I just really I thought you couldn't find it. And I was definitely about to hit you with the air horns. But I'm like, that would be so <laughs> rude given the context of what's going on right now. <laughs> hit, me, <laughs> hit me with an air horn right now, baby. Oh, wait. Uh, wrong, 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 my bad. There we go. <laughs> I love having fucking sound effects. That's so awesome. But um, anyways, yeah, so we are back. Uh, we got episode 131 for you right now. Um, some things have happened since then. We, some things have happened. There's been a lot of music uh, t- that we want to discuss. And basically what we're going to discuss here on the program tonight is we're going to kind of catch you up on the music we've been listening to. Um, and then, well, obviously we got these beers to get to as well. And then we are going to discuss... The awesome new project by our uh, one and only Eman Bates over here, or if you will, name in reverse uh, on the new project before the chaos, you know which is out everywhere now. You know what's funny? Like when the people ask like about the name in reverse thing, I'm like, literally, what's name spelled backwards? <laughs> like, come on, it's, it's not that it's, complicated. It's, <laughs> it's not yeah, that no, com- it's great, man. But I'm really excited to talk about this with you because I want to 
get a nerdy breakdown of this since you're right here with us. I love the nerdy breakdowns. Especially oh, man, me too. It's going to be about my shit. All right, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. But uh, anyways, before we um, get to those, we have a couple of beers here for you. E-Man's has alcohol. Mine does not. I don't um, even have your. What, what did I get you? Run no. wa- uh Athletic Brewing Company, the Run Wild IPA. Um, so, yeah, mine's a non-alcoholic one. Uh, we kind of alluded to it a little bit in the last podcast. I decided to go dry for January, start the uh, year off on a sober kick, and I did that. Here's this if you need the spelling. I, I got, I got, um, I got you. Uh, and I did that, and then in February, the first couple weeks, you know, I had some drinks and stuff on the weekend, and I just kind of wasn't really feeling how I was feeling from it. So I decided I'm going to um, go on a little bit of a streak without booze. I figured, you know, my entire adult life, I haven't put any significant time in between drinking. So I got to try it out at least. So I'm going to see if I can push it for as long as I can um, and just see what life is like without booze for a little bit. So, so that's I have, where I'm at with it. So, I mean, I've been drinking very lightly, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like a more of a like a social thing for the most part, like if I'm going out. But here's the thing. I, I don't really go outside anymore. I don't know what changed in me in the past, yeah, like, three or four months. But I've really just kind of been staying in. Like, Hogwarts for Legacy just came out, so I've <laughs> been playing that. I've been learning how to uh, – I've been learning more sound things. These guys, like, like engineering. I've been learning a little produ- production things now. Things I pretty much should have learned, like, years ago. But now I'm finally getting it because I have the time. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, man. So I've just been kind of shut in. And really haven't been drinking much. Neil obviously has been doing the same thing. So yep, yeah. Um, with that said, I guess we can get into the brewski. So I got I got rocking a cider out. Neil's rocking the uh, the NA beer. But over from a R- Athletic Brewing Company, we have the Run Wild IPA. It's coming. To, ooh, it's point five ABV. <laughs> well, so was the. Other. I think they're all point yeah. five. Yeah, more than like it's not that bad. I mean, yeah. except for that Heineken zero zero boy, but is that completely, that's completely zero zero? Yeah, yeah, because I think the first one we had was the same way as this so, one. So, Run Wild IPA, uh, the ultimate session and uh, the ultimate sessionable <laughs> IPA, brewed with a blend of Northwest hops with Citra and Mosaic at the forefront. So you got that very like uh, that very citrusy flavor to it, bodied of. Premium organic malts from U.S. and Germany. Settled yet complex malt profile. So I'm looking at it on tap right now, and they got a picture of bananas in there. Does it have like a banana clovey taste like to it on the back end, or nah? Well, I haven't really sipped it up uh, quite yet. I was gonna wait and uh, well, give break it down what I got. Yeah, and then we'll have a sip, and then All right, we'll uh, so talk about them. Mine is a lot more ABV than that, but still. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I'm rocking over from the homies at Blake's. We got the Imperial Hard Cider with Michigan Cherries, the Grand Cherry. Oh, yeah, I like that. Imperial sounds delicious. With Michigan Cherries, oranges, apples, and oak with a marvelous scale. Grand doesn't show up to the party. It arrives. <laughs> Coming in at 8.5% ABVs, and because it's a cider, there's no IBUs here. You got about 35 IBUs on yours. Mm. Well, it's, I mean, it's a hazy IPA, so it should be a little bit of bitterness on that bad boy. But Yep. Yeah. Um, and while we're giving this a little bit of a sip, uh, sip and a taste, I'm going to play a little bit of music for you here off the brand new Gorillaz shit. is a song <laughs> called uh, New Gold Yo, featuring Tame Impala on, and Booty Brown. Do that, 
Shout out to Tyler on Untapped. The first review I see tastes like a standard mass market craft IPA. They fucking did it. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a little bit of new gold out of the gorillas in Tame Impala for you. Yeah, shout out to the Gorillas, by the way. I'll get into that a little bit later when we talk about some new music. But um, yeah, this is definitely a very. This is probably more bitter than any even like any um IPA I've had with alcohol. I kind of want to try. Here, it. try yeah, it. I'll put you. All right. It's very bitter. It's got that bitter taste, that bitter beer taste. Oh boy, that's skunky. This, <laughs> might, this might be old. Though, to be honest <laughs> with you, <laughs> no one's bought these beers. In. <laughs> so fun fact: I was at uh, one of the stores in Plymouth out here. <laughs> And so I used to be because I was a beer rep okay, and yeah. that's pretty well known knowledge for, you know, for uh, for my anyone that listens group. knows. Yep. Yeah, exactly. And one of the stores I go to, I used to sell to and he I was literally looking for N.A. beer and he looked at me like I was crazy, which is funny. <laughs> um, and then he goes, all right, man, this is the only N.A. beer I got like right now here. Take this. It definitely you know, like okay. It's just one single beer. This this bitch has probably been sitting in the bottom <laughs> of the cooler. He's like, I gotta I'm get like, rid of this. He shit. literally just gave it to me. So I'm like, all right, Neil, you ain't drinking. Here you go. <laughs> oh, that's funny. But, um, uh, shout out. What that said. Shout out to Athletic Brewing Company. Um, shout out to Athletic Brewing Company. I don't think that I would drink this again. Though. I'm gonna be honest. I feel like that's old. So we might need to have a better <laughs> representation of that. And I really want to give them the proper justice. But I'm pretty sure I'm that's. See if there's an expiration date. Dog, on don't don't do that. Don't don't. <laughs> that's some, actually more of a. That, honestly, that's more of a take on the store we went to than the actual beer hold itself. On, I'm gonna be on. honest with you. But what do we got here? Oh, I can't tell. It's cut off. Mm, I wonder if that's on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Actually, um, you know, I got a really funny story. <laughs> so, RIP to my grandmother, Glow. Yes. Uh, she found out that this is about last year we did this. She found out that beer expires. She didn't I, know I, that? I had to tell her beer expires. <laughs> and she be- she didn't believe me because like, she used to drink High Life. High Life was her beer choice, which High Life is a Honestly, that's my favorite cheap beer. <laughs> Gotta be honest. Um, yeah. So I was in there and I was just opening her fridge because I wanted to go grab a beer myself. And then I'm looking at it. I'm like, this shit's from like 29. This is like a year old beer and everything like that. I'm like, yo, um, I didn't say yo to my grandma. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm like, hey, you know, your beer's expired. He goes, Boy, shut up. Beer don't expire. <laughs> I'm like, no, it expired. I literally had, this was literally my job at one point to take out old beer. Like, it expired. <laughs> Trust me. And it gets all skunky and shit. And I'm like, I didn't say shit to my grandmother. But yeah, it was like, tastes all skunky. And I'm like, no, nah, I didn't. You like, nah, beer don't expire. Come on. And this is a whole thing for like five minutes with her. <laughs> like explaining how beer expires. One time in high school, we fucking, uh, we were partying at my buddy Catman's house. And we were we were looking for, you know, I think beer was getting low. So we were like looking in the garage fridge and his stepdad had beer in the garage fridge 
It was Budweiser that still had the old logo on it. It was the expiration date was 1994 on oh, it. Good Lord. <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny. Oof. We were like, how do you want to open this thing? I think it might explode or something. <laughs> like cause like a, a yeasty uh, boy, a Chernobyl or something. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that shit. Uh, yeah. Um, but anyways, we want uh, to talk a little bit about some music. We haven't done a nice something old, something new segment for you guys in what feels like too damn long. So forever, I definitely want to get into forever, some of ever. that. Um, so I guess we could start with, um, let's see, what did I have for you here on my list for something old um, that I wanted to talk about with you guys today? Uh, where did I have it? I just wrote it down. Oh, that's not the right list. Sorry about that. Where did it go? Why is it always different on the iPad? Uh, oh, there we go. So, I'm taking you back to, um, 2009, um, and that would be an album called Machine Dreams by Little Dragon, who we started the podcast with, um... And if you listen to our show, we've definitely talked about Little Dragon before. But lately, I don't know what it is about um, the music just kind of is like therapy to me. Like a lot of the, the, the beats and melodies and I don't know. They just make a lot of really interesting, unique um, stuff. And it, you, you never really know what you're going to get. She's very eclectic in uh, her taste and stylings. Um, so, yeah, back to 2009, Machine Dreams. It's not their first album. I believe it might be their second one. Let me pull that up just to double check. Um, yeah, it's their second album. Their first album was 2007, um, was their self-titled album. And, uh, yeah, I just am a big fan, and I think uh, you guys should check it out. Um, so the first song we played had that kind of more of a, a chill, laid-back vibe. Here's a little different side out of them um, with a song called Never Never. I love those low end bass tones too. About to hit the brown note. No, I compliment the actual sense of the track too. And that shit, when those bass, like that low end bass is coursing live in the speakers, crazy, super crazy stuff. But um, anyways, I don't want to play too much of it. Um, but yeah, that's a little bit of Never Never out of Little Dragon. Um, E-Man, what kind of old music have you been listening to lately? So I've been on a Dilla book a lot. Yeah, Dilla, shout too. out to Dan Charnas, the yeah. author. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's uh, I'm almost done with it. It is a great read. It is a great audio book. Um, it expl it, it explained a lot to me. A lot of things I didn't know, and then we're actually I want to get into the sampling episode eventually. Like, yeah, gonna plan that out a lot more. But yeah, um, that made me really want to do it and really just dig deep into it, man. It's just but hearing a lot of that, like just his story, like from all the other shit that was going on outside of the music 
to like you know him creating beats like on his deathbed still making mm-hmm. beats and things like that and there's a lot of like, I didn't realize he had his hand in a lot of stuff even though like the shootout competition between him and Kanye that pretty much happened <laughs> yeah before. pretty much but yeah man um it made me realize uh it made me go back to Slum Village and I wanted to check out uh Detroit Deli mm-hmm. Taste of Detroit yeah back in 04 but yeah this was the uh the first album Slum Village put out without uh without Ba 10 mm-hmm. and it honestly is a great vibe throughout. Definitely had a, p- a lot of production from. I mean, there's a couple of production from uh, Black Milk. Yeah, Jay Dilla obviously. Uh, Kanye threw some ha- music in there. He was, in, you know, ob- he was in the selfish video. Yep. Uh, yeah, man, it was a it's a great. It's like one of those ones where it definitely sounds still like in the early 2000s but it still holds up at the same time it's got like that classic like hip-hop vibe to it throughout it like the fat cat verse on zoom i really enjoy a lot uh big hurt like a lot of that like black milk man it's just a lot of a lot of people we view in the detroit scene like as like you know like the ogs and the legend stuff like that today it's just cool to see him like hear from around that time because i mean i you know me in 2004 i was what like 12 13 Mm -hmm. so i really i mean i was i wasn't outside let's put it that way i wasn't outside then i was living in i was living on the west side that was right before i moved to canton yeah going on but yeah man it's just crazy dad of the dirt mcgurt <laughs> the dirt, the dirt featured old dirty bastard. Um, I think this came out like what, like a few months before he died. Or, uh, yeah, I think came, so. Or after he died, came yeah, out yeah, like I think after so. he died. Yeah, dude, this this but, album, I I have like such a specific memory of that album cover because do you remember the Dearborn music that used to be on uh, Canton Center and Ford? You know, uh, in Canton. It no. was over by like Leo's Coney Island. So that was before my. Oh no, no lies. Yes, I do remember that. Yeah. 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 So they had a big like, uh, you know, like the promotional album covers they'll hang up in record stores when mm-hmm. new albums come out. They had a huge one of that, like hanging up in Dearborn Music for the longest time. And that was kind of how I got. Uh, that was like the first thing I think I ever heard of Slum Village, if I'm being perfectly honest, because um, my knowledge of, you know, the Soulquarian era of, you know, musicians, your, your Talibs, your Roots. Your commons, all that, um, you know, the more Rock conscious, class, like, more conscious hip hop shit that came a little bit later for me. So, um, this was, I think, the first thing I heard of theirs. To be, to be honest, I so. think this was this was my introduction to them too, because I was I was too young when Fantastic came out, Fantastic right, yeah, two and things like yeah, that. I think but two thousand four, yeah. I know, I know, Selfish 15, was the 16? very first Home Village song I've heard. And yeah, that's because you know, I yeah, was age. for sure. But, yeah, that makes sense. Um, there's another thing too. This was Capitol Records' like biggest like investment in the group itself, mm-hmm. and it was just kind of interesting because. Uh, just going back to the Dilla book when they were talking about it, like Dilla was already he was already around the world and everything like that. And this this is like Slum Village's like rise around this album. Yeah. Only thing I found out that uh, I think yeah, Selfish was like the biggest investment they had in them specifically when they put that single out. Mm-hmm. But they said I guess they said that that was the only single off of it. They didn't want to like invest in another one. Yeah. And things like that. I'm like, okay, whatever, man. But this is this is a great fucking. Project, it really is. What should should I put? I, now? I'm happy I got to see. Uh, by the way, I'm so happy I, we got to see them live. By the way, because they yeah. were with uh, they were with Nas and Royce. Yep, yeah. I've seen them a couple times. I've saw Slum Village at Rock the Bells in 2010. Um, I've seen T3 fucking DJ a set at the Grasshopper Underground in I'm Ferndale. Pissed, I missed <laughs> Elzai. He was uh, Elzai. They actually did the Dilla uh weekend thing at uh, yeah, at uh, blah 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 blah. 
what's that place? Marble Bar. Dude, oh wait. That was, so oh yeah, the one you went to last. Oh, did you talk I about didn't last go. Night? Oh no, they had one Saturday and one Sunday. The Marble Bar was Saturday, that. That and then they sweet. had one. It was like Nick Speed and a bunch of other people. Yeah, that know. did look sweet. But yeah, uh, I saw Elzai perform on Saturday night. Miss Corona, all, all those like that's tight. Uh, DJ Los. Yeah, a bunch of people. That's tight. You know what I learned in that Dilla book, by the way? Because he talks about the show that I went to. The very first ever Dilla Day Detroit, the one where it was supposed to be like uh, that, um, you know, Fife Dog was supposed to be there. Busta was supposed to be there. But there was janky promoters, and they weren't actually booked to be on the gig. But Danny Brown was there. And I guess that was the first ever Dilla Day in Detroit. I didn't even realize it was, and I was there. So that's kind of tight. Every time I think <laughs> of janky promoters, I just think of that Ice yeah, Cube movie. Yeah, for, for, for sure. <laughs> straight up. That's why I say janky promoters. Straight up because of that movie. <laughs> Ice Cube, Mike Epps. Yeah. All right. That's um, my favorite. I love that. It's a great tag team duo right there, Mike Epps. And but yeah, I do want let's go with Reunion while we're here. Okay. Uh, Reunion produced by Black Milk, featured Jay Dilla. It's cool to actually. And the one thing about it, too, I didn't. I, I hate to say this out loud. I didn't know Jay Dilla rap. Oh yeah, I didn't yeah. know Jay Dilla. But I mean, I mean, that's time. not that's not like a super embarrassing thing to not know. He wasn't. That wasn't his. I, I know his production. Like I know butter. The Shining, and I knew like the, the Donuts album, things like that. I just didn't know he actually rapped. Mm-hmm. I think it's funny because of like the people that he was with, and um, the type of hip hop he was making. People kind of thought that Jay Dilla was like some kind of you know like nerd backpacker but he was a hood motherfucker for real no, that's man. the like, best part that's the best part when they explain that you're like no nah, i like bitches and cars and i like going to the going strip, to strip club clubs. and all these yeah. things like that i'm like i thought he was a backpacker until i saw this no, i read this book <laughs> so yeah shout out to jay dillo Let's it play makes a little... me think of uh when they did when Kanye did that Drink Champs interview and he was talking about, like, I was just using the backpackers this whole time. That was time. crazy. <laughs> that was crazy. That was foul. <laughs> but anyway, here's a little bit of reunion out of uh, Slum Village and Jay Dilla right. for you. Which is, actually, it's funny because, um, you know, this is the only one that's featuring Jay Dilla. Because Jay Dilla was, you know, a lot of people don't know that he left the group before he died. He didn't, um, he wasn't in the group all the way up until he passed. So uh, there was a whole life of Slum Village without Jay Dilla before he passed. Yeah, in so. fact, they were doing well, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Definitely. Um, and it, it, it was no bad blood either. Just Jay Dilla just wanted to be able to, you know, make music for other things. And it was he didn't want to be consuming. tied to like, uh, I, I, I get it. Mm, from, I a, too. from a creative standpoint, I get it. Everybody wanted yeah. beats from him at the time. So, um, yeah, here's a little bit of reunion for you. And happy birthday. Rest in peace to Jay Dilla. You thought we broke up and we was just reassembling Ladies and gentlemen, you bear witness in the villa On some classic shit like Van Zimbalim It's the Gorilla Pimps We bought some denim in the club that you can with your denim in Freaking the rhyme till every line ends with a denim in You don't wanna rock, stomp the Timberlands Shout to my nigga Kill Again And all of my peeps that rap more D than 12 M&M's let Villa in Fuck with this, is your lost Gill again Sound similar, I'm not feeling them. Get the ball like Venus and Wimbledon. While I'm in them fly with five willing them. On some Kim and them, all about the Benjamin. Still here, never left, just switch yeah. style up. Mm, rep more D than 12 M&Ms. Yeah. All right. That's a double entendre because it's a, 
Eminem reference and a D12. It's like a triple. Is it a triple entendre? Because he's rep- referencing Eminem, D12, and, and Detroit. Detroit. Yeah. Triple entendre. Look at that. Beautiful. But anyways, yeah, so um, moving on, there's there's been plenty of new music coming out that um, I've been wanting to discuss and I want to get to. um, I actually haven't listened to anything that came out this most recent week. I really want to hear the Don Tolliver because I've been reading a lot of good things about the Don Tolliver album, which makes me happy. Lucky bastard. Huh? Lucky oh, I know Kelly. <laughs> like, she's, oh like, my yeah. god, she's going on tour, by the way. And I think we might need to go to that. Uh, so I, did I tell you? I saw Kelly Uchis. She opened for Tyler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've seen her once before. Too. She has Kelly Uchis has the best backup dancers in the game, <laughs> first and foremost, <laughs> by far. Holy shnikey. Um, yeah, dude, it, she's absolutely great live. By the way, it's a great vibe. Um, I do want to see her in her own set though. Speaking of that, you just reminded me when you said best backup dancers because this woman also had backup dancers when I just saw her. Um, I just saw Glorilla at St. Andrew's Hall. Hold up, hold up. That is a sentence I never thought I would ever hear come out of your mouth. Run that back for the camera, please. Yeah, that's right. I saw Glorilla at St. Andrew's Hall, which, you know, I'm um, I, I don't know. I'm not going to even sit in here pretend here like I was like a giant fan going into it or anything. My friend Nora is a big fan of hers. And wanted me to go with her. So I was like, all right. And I, you know, I, I like her personality. I've seen a few interviews with her. Um, I think that song with Cardi B is super tight. She can fucking rap. Yeah, she can go, rap go for look, sure. Go look her She's up. super Memphis yeah. as fuck. Someone, someone wrote on Twitter, uh, Glorilla. If, if Glorilla, uh, was in a group with Megan the Stallion, they would sound like the female MJ or, um, eight ball and MJG. <laughs> I was like, that's true, bro. Uh, but anyway, so I saw Glorilla. Um, she did her thing, but, She's my one critique is they still have you can tell she's brand new at this. Um, They need to dial in on the delivery of the performance like they have backing tracks real loud. The the, Glorillas wasn't as bad. The opening act. I forget the girl group that was opening up for them. Um, Theirs was really bad and they couldn't even keep up with their own backing tracks. They were like falling behind, which is. Another thing. Uh, apparently, so I was talking to a friend about this, but apparently they all, like, they they came up together. Go yeah. In that, in that group. Yeah, they so, did. Like, she definitely kind of put them on. So I would assume I got if Gorilla's new at them, uh, kind of new at tour, and then this is probably her first solo headline tour. I'm assuming yeah, it is for there. sure. I'm assuming it's theirs, too. The funny time. part is she was supposed to be in the shelter. When when Nora told me about it, she's like, Glorilla's, I'm getting us Glorilla tickets. I'm like, oh, it's tight. Where's that at? She's like. The shelter at St. Andrew's Hall. I'm like, the fucking shelter. They put they put Glorilla in the shelter. I'm like, that's definitely going to get moved uh, upstairs. And then not even a day later, Nora texts me. She's like, yeah, I got moved upstairs. Mm-hmm. And it was, I mean, it was a Monday night. And that bitch was packed to the gills. I've, I've been to tons of shows at St. Andrew's. And I've never been to one that was that crowded. And especially on a Monday. People were wiling in there. <laughs> like the most packed <laughs> show I've been to was um, Black Pumas there. Black Pumas? Black Pumas was crazy there. Um, that yeah. was I didn't even know that was there. Uh, yeah, I went with Sean. Actually, to, I don't know where you were at that day. <laughs> I'm trying to find this girl group. Do you do you, you don't know the name of them? Do you? Not offhand. Do you got the tickets? Probably no, I never had. Uh, it was Nora had got it. Um, I think this is she one of them. Lakia. Uh, Why do I feel like she looks familiar to me? Lakia 47. No. Hmm. Yeah, anyways, I'll have to come back to you on the, the name of that group. They have a popular song out, but anyways, yeah, it, they they all have some work to do. They, you know, 
good attitudes. I'm rooting for them. I'm not trying to talk shit. I just think, you know, that that performance is what you really got to hone in on because that's what people pay to see. That's they don't want to see. That's how you get your money as mm-hmm. an artist is performances from selling yep. tickets. So. And sh- the other thing was Gorilla herself probably only did about five songs. Really? She brought out like four or five different people from Detroit. And each let them do like two or three songs. There was I, I like that. I actually liked that a lot. To be honest, it was cool, but I didn't know the dudes that she brought out. I guess one of them was on is signed to QC over at Quality Control, um, but it was definitely some super Detroit type raps type music that she brought out. Okay. I can't remember exactly who it was, but iced out like a motherfucker. Holy Christ! And then it's funny she ended the concert by stage diving off. And then they carried her out the front door. Did you see the video of? Uh, <laughs> did you see the video that she tried that? I forgot. I don't know what city it was, but she also did the same thing. But like somebody grabbed her wig. Oh really? And then, like she just said, "Fuck it," I threw it in the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> she did have that long ass fucking waist level uh, wig on for sure. It was long as fuck. But she was looking great. She was actually she was. Not only was she looking uh, attractive, but she was decked out in Carhartt, bro, and it was kind of tight. She had Carhartt pants on. And like this little Carhartt, what? Announcement, but we'll talk about that later. Ah, hey. Okay, nice, hey. nice, nice, nice. Um, but yeah, shout out to Glorilla. Um, I think I probably saw the first and only concert that she'll perform at St. Andrews Hall. Because uh, she's definitely going to be into the Fillmore's and the Foxes and the, you know, the clubs next. So, Oh, yeah, um, she's definitely going to be. Yeah, definitely. she's definitely on the Ascension ride up. But um. Yeah, anyway, so back into it. Um, now we want to talk about some new music. So, new, first of all, a new single that I heard that I, you know, I, you know, I can't not talk about it. You know, I'm a giant fan. If you listen to this podcast, you know how much I love this person. My, my love, the love of my life, Janelle Monet, mm. is back making music, and it makes me so happy. She is having such a fucking creative run right now between acting and music and we didn't you know. even talk about that Glass Onion movie, did we? Bro, Knives she was phenomenal. She was I feel was like great. she was the star of the movie. It was between her and her uh, and Batista. <laughs> yeah. It was like her and Norton were the stars for yeah. sure. But um yeah, I love Janelle Monet. She's looking fucking amazing. Did you see her at the All Star Weekend performing? Lord, Holy yeah. Lord. She can never wear clothes on Instagram. <laughs> and I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad at it's it. It's funny, she went from wearing like three piece tuxedos. Oh, the black the and fuck- white fucking like <laughs> <laughs> to just like fuck this shit. No, but I and I don't I don't mean to just straight up uh say like I love sexualized. her out of like objectification. <laughs> like she literally to me. She's one of those once in a generation artists. She's a prince to she's me. A, she's, she's a Bowie. EGOT. She's fucking one of those. She, she's gonna be an EGOT. Yep. But um, so yeah, that's a single I listened to. Um, I need to apologize to Kenny Beats for sleeping on Louis last year. Oh, dude, Your album great. is fucking amazing. Did you watch? The Tiny I haven't Desk? heard a beat tape that good in forever. I haven't seen the Tiny Desk yet though. He's got, got like JPEG Mafia and shit, right? I got hooked. Up, I got hip to Remy Wolf off of that tiny desk he did. Uh-huh. I, I never heard of this person yeah. before in my life. She is absolutely fire, by the way. Okay, yeah, I'll have to check it out. Yeah. I've heard her name, but I I wouldn't be able to pick her out of a lineup. Yeah, I like I, I like her. Nice. Um, kind of a hipster Mexican chick. I like it. Oh, yeah. okay, all right. Mm. I like it. Um, what kind of new shit you listen to? There's um, more stuff I want to talk about, but I've did we talk about Yachty? No. Oh, let's talk about Yachty. Oh, my God. I, I am so happy for little Yachty right now for this fucking album, man. I, dude, he's one of the... Oh, God, he's what I love what happens 
in music when I get proven that wrong about some shit. That evolution, man. Oh my god. Here's the thing. I've always I've always liked Yachty. But I've always put him in a but I had to say I put him in a box. Yeah. I've always liked him, but I've always liked him for like, you know, certain reasons and stuff like that. It's like the happy boat happy music and things like that. Kinda mm-hmm. like, like that cheerful thing. Then Michigan Boat Boy came out, and then I was like, "All right, I'll check this out." And I like it. I, lo- I mean, Which, obviously, tell the people that what that is real quick, just so they know. Michigan Boat Boy. Yeah. Okay, so if you guys what are familiar, did there. in 2021, uh, Yacht, Little Yachty dropped this out. Little Yachty's from Atlanta, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did this album called Michigan Boat Boy, where he just put on a bunch of like Michigan artists from Detroit, Flint, uh, all over. I'm, yeah, I think there's an Ipsy crowd on here, but. Yeah, um, and it was just solid that he just put on for the state, man. He was basically saying that he was like, like, I think Detroit's an untapped market that has, like, so many of my favorite artists to listen to, and he really wanted to, like, shine a light on us. I I think that's cool. It had, like, you know, like the bigger acts, like a T Grizzly or a Sada Baby Mm -hmm. and things like that. Baby Tron, I guess, is in that mix now of a bigger artist there. But even, like, the like the Flint artists, like a Rio de Young OG, uh, Crispy, Li- like Crispy Life Kid, like, people like that, BZ. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, man, it's, um, that was great. But I, I lost my train of thought. I was actually not talking about that album, but I do, that post like, sure why, why I like Yachty. Yeah. Um, let's start here. That's the name of the album. Let's start here. <laughs> man, this whole, like, Pink Floyd, Dark Side of the Moon, like yeah. abstract, like hip hop, art, art rock, like vibe that he's going on. Yeah. I absolutely love it. Yeah. I love what he did there. This is going to be my front runner for probably one of my favorite, like top 10 albums of the year. I can Seriously, I agree. Like, I've come back to this a few times already, and it is absolutely amazing. I officially lost my vision. Ah, I officially lost my vision. It's one of my favorite songs on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Black Seminole, the opening song on there is great. I do love like the message he did too, where he's talking about like just loss and just like dealing with stress levels and things like that. Yep, that's obviously some of the things we'll I'll talk about that later. But um, I just dude, love yes. I love when an artist dares to be different and does this. Um, and the best example I can bring you to what reminds me of this is when Childish Gambino did "Awaken My Love." Um, back in what, what year was that? Twenty sixteen, something like that. Fifteen, sixteen. Sixteen sounds right. Um. But when you like when you're expecting, you know, I'm expecting this new age rap, uh, like, you know, melodic hip hop shit to come out of this little Yachty album. And then I just get my wig blown off by this intro sounding like some Pink Floyd type Before shit. Before you play this, I'm going to just break down the album cover real quick. And do you think it's the label looking at him as he sent this album? Because they were not expecting. Oh, it. yeah, probably. <laughs> yep. Bunch of uh, label heads laughing and shit. Yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, just listen. I mean, this sounds like it's straight up off Dark Side of the Moon. And he, you know, he did the right thing. He got producers that are very versed in the psychedelic rock shit. And I just think he did a great fucking job. It's just crazy. I just wanted to show you the vibe of how it starts off there. But, um, it's, it, you know, it makes sense to me because if you heard, uh, last year, Little Yachty, Towards the end of the year, hopped on a remix to Breathe Deeper by Tame Impala. Yep. And um, you can tell that he was inspired by his time with Kevin Parker, I think, because, man, this definitely fits the mold. And Kevin Parker's not actually on this album at all. I looked in the credits. He's not actually featured on it at all. But um, some of the guys from MGMT are on here. Um, There's a a lot of... um, 
Nick Hakeem is on here. A bunch of sweet um, musicians that I like that he's, you know, again, shining a light on uh, lesser known uh, artists that are doing this I cool fuck shit. With Yachty. Yeah, I do too, man. I really fuck with Yachty. Um, and I think like this is a better lane for him, quite honestly. I'm glad that he did this. It's cool. It, it keeps people, um, you know, on their toes. I love, like, I love when artists do this. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I, when they have like that awaken my love moment, mm-hmm. or I guess another example of that would probably be Kanye with 808s and Heartbreaks is another one that's similar to that. Or too. Tyler with uh, call, Flower Boy. Uh, flower, not Flower. No, what was the one after Flower Boy? Igor. Igor. Igor was super left to center too. Like that I was like a straight like up Flower alternative. Flower Boy rock. was left for him, and then yeah, but Flower Boy was still definitely hip hop, yeah, and yeah, Igor was point, like more point. of like a rock good album. Point, good <laughs> point, good point. So that shit was cool, man. I, I, I encourage that, man. Go dare to be different. I was just having this, you know. Um, shout out to our girl Ashley Sorrell who makes hip hop out of Detroit. Um, you see her in Heaven Studios all the time. Um, oh yeah, I, 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 I was just letting it play. <laughs> I, no, I, I was doing that on purpose. I was just letting it play oh, out in the background. We so you cannot hear. afford that. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, so Ashley Sorrell and I were just talking about that on Twitter. Um, you know, I was like, in a land of, especially in Detroit, man, there's a lot of copycat artists. A lot of people want to do the T, T- Grizzly uh, Detroit street sound. And people that um, sound different are more important to me. And that's actually like a good segue into what I want to talk about next here with uh, is E-Man's project. Because he's another one where I, I texted him, dude, there's no one in Detroit that you could say has an album that if you press play on it, sounds anything like yours does. So um, I think that's really cool and really important. And I stress that everyone dare to be different. All right, so with that said, I am just going to shut the fuck up and let you talk about <laughs> it. Uh, and then any question you have for me, this is weird. I don't I don't know how it is to be interviewed on my own damn show. Like, this is going to be crazy. All right. <laughs> let me pull it up first here because I want to have the tracks in front of me. Um, oh. Let me make sure. Uh, yeah, do that real quick. I'm going to check on the video. Just All right. Let me make sure we're still recording. Um, so you can get it on the DSPs, by the way. We want to make sure you guys know this. So his first project was under Eman Bates. This is under Name in Reverse. N A E or N A M E capital N Reverse. You know what's funny? Sean sent me a link today that this before the chaos came out under Eman Bates too. They're really? Yeah. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's bizarre. So I guess you I can look it up under both. I don't know how that worked, but please go Name in Reverse. That's where all my credits go. So that's where I would like to go. <laughs> So, um, first of all, I want to start off with the cover art because E-Man nailed it with this one. Shout out your boy. I forget the for Nolan. Yeah, Nolan. Shout out to Nolan Giroux, man. Um, yeah, we did that photo shoot about a year and a half ago, like in December. That was, was in the pandemic, wasn't it? It was right before pandemic, actually. It was, yeah, it was right. Be- no, 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 no. It was pandemic. Yeah, yeah I thought it was, it was, pandem- it was, pandem- it was pandemic time. times. Yeah, we did that photo shoot. We were shooting around the city, me, him, and this girl, um, and yeah, dude, it was great. It was a great time. Got a lot of good photo shots. Ah, shots out of there. The original plan for the cover was something totally different, but I might use that idea for something else. But yeah, I really like the fact that you got the uh, the Renaissance building in the background. Yeah, and it kind of looks like I'm coming out of a portal. Like I, I it does. I, I don't. And then I took his photo and I just kind of distorted it and made it like more of like a kind of like a trippy image. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, I love it, man. The The cover art definitely grabs your attention right off the rip, so that's awesome. And then, man, it, it's so awesome how the way this turned out because um, what E-Man 
originally planned on doing this was supposed to be a full length LP that you know he had probably about twice as many songs uh, for the project uh, prior to but made a decision that he wanted to chop it up and make it more of a small concise project and I think you just really hit the nail on the head with this one because the way it's sequenced it flows so well and I love when an album does that it sounds like the production was all made by the same person honestly like because of the way that it like seamlessly weaves in between and the producers are vastly different people from each other like they make totally different kind of things and they still made a way to make it all feel like a package deal to me um and it's got all the elements of hip-hop that i love like i want to shout out the producers real yeah quick, go for right? it do producers and engineers so let's do it right as we name them off so mano's bizarre adventure which is the opening track which feeds me as a hip-hop fan because it's a great intro you need to have a strong intro track which feels like an introduction and that definitely feels like an introduction so shout out to kidzo um kidzo i i messaged him he actually came to the crib once and actually you know it's funny so he came to the crib once we it was me him sean and then uh brian from violet soul mm. and we were just kind of like fucking around with production things and stuff like that he actually gave me the beat for fear our gods that day mm-hmm. and i sat with it for a while and just didn't really do anything with it till you know i re- ended up recording it but yeah, I kind of was looking for like a strong intro track because I'm I'm I was trying to figure out how in my head to top Green Balloons, and mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, I gotta do something dreams and nightmarish to do that <laughs> for sure. And I'm like, all right, so let's do something of. with a crazy fucking like switch, and I'm like, all right, here we go. That's that. And then we were in there recording. I was in there recording uh, Trippy Nights, and shout out to my boy Brandon Benson by the way. Brandon Benson is a big part of this album uh he is a amazing producer he's actually the bass player for we are the union who you can check them out on tour this summer by the way too they're fucking amazing hell yeah um is he still out on the west coast yeah he lives yeah him and his girl live in la shout out to him and and anastasia okay yeah um dude i wanted to call him today but he didn't text me back (laughs) (laughs) but but yeah man uh mano's bizarre adventure we were doing that and then i decided to bring tessa in on the intro as well shout out to tessa heldmeyer um tessa actually reached out to me oh no 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 i was at a ma baker show and tessa sings with ma baker a lot and all the jam band guys those those are also the homies too like y'all don't know i'm actually in a lot of fucking different scenes i <laughs> have no idea how that's many the best I'm way in. to be really <laughs> yeah. anyway um so at, like one of the shows she came on she was like honestly i just want to be on a rap song like <laughs> i saw my block and i was like yo let's make that shit happen <laughs> and then that came about so yeah shout out to kids though shout out to brandon benson shout out to tessa uh, yeah, Manos is a great song. And actually, fun fact, it almost didn't even make the album. I pulled the album. I, I put it up to release a month before it came out, and then I pulled it 12 hours before it did just to add Manos. So I'm yeah. glad you did, man, because it's a perfect intro, and it really uh, I feel like it fits with this well um, and makes the whole thing feel complete. Um, moving on to track two, Imposter Syndrome, which I find to be one of your more inspiring tracks. Um, because it's got a great messaging and, you know, E-Man, I think throughout this whole project has a good way of making you feel like, um, making you know that you're not alone, that a lot of people are going through a lot of these similar things that he's touching on and, uh, trying to get out of your own head in a healthier, productive way. And imposter syndrome, I know 
a lot of people probably have that shit fucking coursing through their veins, especially when you're trying to make it in some kind of area of artwork. Um, so, yeah, who, who produced that one? Shout out to uh, A-Train, man, Arian Fuller. Um, so I got actually, you know what's funny? I've actually never met him in person. I want a huge shout out to my brother, Frost is Rad. Yes, sir. He actually connected me with A-Train. Um, and I've been he just sent me a beat pack. And that one just stood out to me, and that one just called me. And I actually, that was the easiest song for me to write on this whole project. I was it really? Honest. Yeah, that was the easiest song for me to write this whole time. It just sung out. Uh, one shout out to Armando. Uh, that was the one we recorded that at his studio, got it engineered, mastered, and then it was like perfect. It's done. That whole song was done like within like probably like a couple weeks. Oh, that's crazy. I wrote it in like a day or two, but it was, yeah, it was not, not bad. Well, before we uh, move on to the next track, I want to play you guys a little bit of Imposter Syndrome so you can hear it, um, because I think that's one of the standouts, and that will be... It might get pulled. <laughs> it better they not. They better not pull your own blow. fucking music off our <laughs> podcast. I hate when people play this part, too, because it's like, oh, yeah, there's like 20 seconds of this shit. No, I like it. I, I like it. I think it's tight. Voice reminds me of the devil from like skits and stuff. I like that. I love it. Imposter syndrome is also known as perceived fraudulence. In the mirror light, who is this? Mind thinking like, I don't know. Hard thinking, boy, you the shit. Don't play yourself, you bout to blow. On 10 since 10th grade. On high since Canton High. But still a deep boy, no dope boy, that's deep. You can't beat me, boy. You can't beat me, boy. Fuck out of here with that fear. Go disappear for me, boy. I work too hard for this. So goodbye. Don't really need your pin game to the nine, nigga. All we talk is Nina. I won't sabotage this shit. I'm your boy. Got your back. But you sure you ain't at least the way you talking all that cap? Oh, what's that? Bitch, I'm back. I'm that chip on your shoulder. So wake up, grab the Folgers. I'm growing as you get colder. And I'ma work you like a slave. Hold up. <laughs> better way if there's a chip on my shoulder believe that shit is better made <laughs> way too many days open way too many ways for you to uh, get right, stays in my head Fuck bro that's the other thing that i that i wanted to mention that this song just reminded me of is it's crazy if you go back to listening to be careful be safe um and then you listen to this one you can hear the exponential growth in e-man between those different projects and i hear it the most in the conviction in your delivery, I feel like you sound more confident in yourself um, in the way that you're spitting the bars. Like there, and, and in that song, there's like three or four different flow patterns. It's fucking beautiful. I love it. Thanks, man. <laughs> you're welcome. Um, but yeah, that's a that's a super dope song. Um, moving on from that would be um, another song with Tessa on it, which um, I I think you should submit this for the Detroit Music this Awards. Is this is that that is a standout track, and I have absolutely a hundred percent intention of submitting that for fucking. Especially with the the subject matter, I, it's very Detroit. It's definitely a Detroit anthem what's type funny, song. I love this song as much as I love this song. Still not my favorite song on the album, but I do absolutely <laughs> love this song so much. <laughs> Trippy should, nights in Detroit, man. Should um, we give them a little bit of this one too? Nah, we don't have to, but I do want to talk about okay, it. Okay, all right. So, 
this was the easiest song to record. Like I I I, I one take this song. Uh-huh. Like, I don't one take many songs because I'm very particular about things. Yeah. I'm like, this one I just was feeling. Shout out to Eastern Market Beer. I was actually drinking a Kolsch while recording this. <laughs> um, <laughs> fun fact. But yeah, we were uh this was all Brandon Benson, myself and Tessa, man. We locked in. Um me and Brandon and and a lot of people don't know this, too. And I don't think you know this, Neil, but there is actually an Instagram I made secret called Control Chaos Doc, and it has all this shit listed in there. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, Instagram I, I, I've been doing it for like three fucking years. Really. I didn't even know but, that. <laughs> um, Trippy Nights in Detroit. Yeah, me and Brandon and I, like, I wanted something more like melod- not melodic, but I wanted something more like a lo-fi thing, something vibey, something like that, because I feel like, I've been trying to play with, like, different things. I feel like my voice doesn't necessarily work for certain hype things, which I try to do, like, and be careful, be safe. Like, I tried to do, like, the White Russian Nano and Angry Gohan and things like that. But I've never really had, like, a slower flow like that. I'm like, all right, let me try something different. That song fucking hits, man. Mm-hmm. And then we changed it. So uh, me, Brandon, and Tessa locked in and got that one out. And guess who put the final touches on it? Shout out to Hiroki. Oh, did he Hiroki really? Hiroki put the final touch. Oh, man. That, man. Shout out yeah. to them. They're out at South by Southwest right now. Yeah. Shout him, out to uh, him and Anna. They're both yeah. performing at South by nah, Southwest. Bonsai. Yeah, yep. that's amazing. I'm happy for them. That's fucking dope. Yeah, man. I'm happy for them, too. Um, but, yeah, Trippy Nights is absolutely the standout track on this album. That and Imposter Syndrome was, like, probably one and two. But Trippy Nights is – I'm pretty proud of that fucking song. Yep. I really am. I really love it. Um not that mean people can get away with hit the blade dance by holding it too hard. It, but <laughs> I did. Um, <laughs> and then but, yeah. fit it and fitting right in with the theme and, you know, uh, kind of continuation into it. Number four track is life's a trip, which you guys are already familiar with because that one was released before the album. And there's actually a video for that. You can go see as well, which is up on, uh, YouTube, probably YouTube, on the beats. Is it on the, the beats Vimos. and Bruce page? Or is it, it on? is not on the beats and Bruce page. It will be though. Um, we'll put it there. But yeah, like well, Life's a Trip's been on for a couple of years, so shout out to Dilo and the Keep It G um, Collective. Shout, shout out Rocky, Rocky Five, Five Arius. Arius. Yeah, man, um, that one I wrote and recorded the same day. And Rocky, yeah, yeah, me and Rock, yeah, it was me and Rocky in the studio. Arius got the verse late. Um, yeah, me and Rocky were just in the studio because he hit me up after. He actually hit me up after one of the events. It was one of the seven three four Saturdays, I want to say. And he was like, yeah, man, I want to do a song with you. I'm like, fucking let's do it. So we locked in, got that done. Then I was like, Doug, let's get Arius on this. Yeah. And then they both Arius, smoked Arius, their Arius, verses. I'm like, dude, this is great. And then Arius shot the video, too. Shot Soundwave 734. Yeah, man, that was a great song. They um, both smoked their verses. Dude, Rocky Five is an interesting cat, bro. He's a cool I like dude. Rocky. I like him a lot. <laughs> um, Going back, I want to go back to Trippy Nights real quick. The part at the end, like the EDM part we did, like the, the house, like if you're walking into like a fucking yeah. after hour yeah, or yeah, things yeah. like that. I think that's sweet. Ah, I love that part. So that's much. well done. Such an underrated part of that song. I, I love that part just for that. I, I agree with him. you. No, I agree with you. Dude, this is a fun fact that I didn't know. Did you know that Rocky Five is also an instructor at MIAT? Yeah. The fucking aviation school. I actually school. didn't know that. <laughs> I was Shut like, what? <laughs> I, I talked to him about it on Instagram once. Like, he had posted some photo from there. I'm like, do you work there or something? And he, like, gave me the whole rundown of it. I was like, that is fascinating. That's yeah. super he was, cool. He's he a very interesting guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. So, shout out Rocky, yeah. man. I like Rocky. Um, But, yeah. 
Um, and then on to after. Oh, and who produced that one? Dilo. Dilo. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Duh, you just said that. Um, and then on to I think this, if I remember correctly, Eman, this one is your favorite track on the album. Fear Our God, God is the hardest song next to the title track. Be careful, be safe. I've ever written in my fucking life. Mm-hmm. Um, I put myself in a fucking whirlwind of <laughs> fucked up depression for that song. Um, yeah, uh, that was the toughest song I had to actually really get to. I, I'm also the most proud of that song in a way because I felt like I fucking left Earth doing be, uh, doing uh, Pure Our God, man. And that's the message behind it. And I want to clear this up, too, just because of like, I don't want people thinking I'm like a fucking Satanist or some shit like that. Uh, <laughs> 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 no, nah, man, I mean, like, I, I, in, we worship fear as a human race. Like, we're scared to do things because the environment enables us to just be comfortable and be comfortable, be content, be, you know, just cool in our ways and shit like that. But that's not how growth happens at the end of the day, man. It's more of you have to put yourself in uncomfortable situations. You have to fucking grow or else you stagnate and just regress. That's the thing about fear our God, because it's like we we subconsciously want that comfort so bad, but it's not necessarily good for us. And I'm guilty of it as well, man. Like, I mean, think about it. We were on a run for a while, and I feel bad that we, you know, this time we take in between episodes and things like that and just things we've been going on. Even, like, the time it took me to put out this album. Like, I've been told this shit should have been out and everything like that. Yeah, 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 I know, I know. It's taking its time, taking my time. But, no, nah, man, I'm happy today to, like, I just said, fuck it. I'm putting it out. I'm proud of it. I'm happy of it. And since then, things have been looking up. Like for me mm-hmm. personally, um, but and the longer you sit there and stew and not release it, the only that's only gonna grow, you know. <laughs> like yeah. it's only gonna get piled on more and more and more. And but I think that's not only is that um, you should be proud of that song, but I think it's subject wise, it's very relevant to now. Um, I think a lot of people are get complacent in life because complacency is easier than putting yourself out there and taking a risk. And um, and that's exactly what he's talking about, that, you know, like that fear that controls uh, the way you think and the way you move. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's a good the thing one. about it, man, because we people are scared to like people are scared to change at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Big and time. We need I know to, I am. We need to be bigger. We need to be bigger than that. We need to be better than that as people. Like we need to grow. We need to evolve. We need to like say, fuck that fear. I'm going to live the life that makes sense to me and that I'm supposed to live at the end of the day. Yep. So, yeah. And then moving on for the final one, we are going to uh, get our my good, man? good buddy on the horn. We're going to get the producer get of this track on here. Get, get the uh, man. Get the you, man, Phil. Well, do you have your phone? Uh, my phone is on the thing. Oh, oh yeah. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> our phone is controlling <laughs> our videos. <laughs> Let's see here. Let's make sure this. Okay. I sent you his number, too. Yeah, so. yeah, you did. Let me get Jeff's take on the whole project as a whole, too, while we at it. Let's see here. Just to get you guys know, we are calling Jeffrey Thiel. Oh, shit. I was going to turn it up. (laughs) I was like, what the hell? Jeff! 
What's up, man? Hold on. Let's see if we we'll make sure we can hear hold you that real thought, quick. Hold that thought. Hold that Give thought. me one second. Here. Uh, yeah, I'm just going to put it on my speaker. We can hear him over here. What's up, dude? Nice. How's the uh, the weather out in Florida? Oh, uh, you know, it's always warm. <clears throat> almost, uh, almost too warm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dude, it's it's better than over here where it's just back. Let's do it again. It's uh better than back here where it's over just uh you know back and forth and it's been like uh one day it'll be fifty and the next day it's freezing and then the next day it's fifty and yeah it's weird over here. But um. Uh, but anyways, we were just uh, discussing Eman's new project um, that you are featured on, on the final song, uh, Find Your Crazy. Um, and first, I just wanted to ask you, before we get into the making of the song, did you have a chance to listen to the project yet, and how did you think it turned out? I agree, man. Yeah, I told him I'm, I'm really impressed with this one as well. Um, and I think it's it's nice that it's like a small, concise project where it all seems to flow and feel like uh, you know it has like a um, like a complete process through it. It all has like a nice um, you know flow and production through it. So um, I want to know. For, so I've asked him. Eman's told me that you know he's not used to rapping on production like the beat that you made for him. And which I thought was funny because I wanted to ask you that same question because you're probably not used to producing tracks for hip hop artists, I would assume. Oh, yeah, no, I am. <laughs> we're gonna be going at this like you know at a square square one you know like I, the amount of text the uh, amount of text jeff and i sent between like of different takes of this project <laughs> man <laughs> No, um, I, I think that's really cool because literally right before we called you, we were having like, um, you know, a conversation about fear and getting out of your comfort zone. And um, I think it's cool for art when artists like you guys come and uh, try to join your worlds together because, you know, it, it only helps the both of you guys be better musicians in the long run. You know what I mean? And be able to adapt to uh, different things and and learn from it and have uh, different things you take away from it.
<laughs> yeah. Neil, I want to give you the ho- I want to give you the whole breakdown of that day. Because <laughs> 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 like, this was like experience. So I, I get like I hit up Jeff like, yo, I'm, co- I'm coming over. Like I want to change some shit up. Take this hand drum off his <laughs> off the seat off the like uh, he got a hand drum mounted on a wall. I'm like, yo, this is the <laughs> this is the what we looking for right here. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, we can, can we match this up? I'm like, yeah. They're like, all right. So did that, and then he's like working on it, and I'm like writing the verse. I'm like, crazy is a crazy desert. That's a crazy baby. Crazy. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, cool. We get that down, and then we start recording. He puts his like mattress up, and this is all on the Control Chaos Doc Instagram. <laughs> 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 he puts the mattress up so he can get some style proofing in that bad boy. He goes for it, and this is maybe like I'm off beat at least like. For 15 minutes straight. <laughs> 15, 20 minutes trying to get this shit down. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, cool. And then he just like, all right, you got to do it, but just do it better. I'm like, got you. <laughs> let's go. <laughs> all right, so then we get it. And I'm like, all right, cool. Let's add some flute over this bitch and we, we good. <laughs> Next thing you know, like, I think it was like maybe like a couple weeks later, here we are. Bro, I think you guys might have invented a whole new genre of meditative hip-hop. I don't think that's even out there yet, but I've, I fucking love it. No, honestly, in, in all sincerity, I think the song turned out really, really well. And I think it um, makes for like a really awesome conclusion to the album. I think um, it's perfectly pa- placed in the sequence of the album. And uh, I think it's just it's cool to hear stuff that's not um, your typical... Um, everyday hip-hop production and i actually think it sounds great i was telling e-man it almost reminds me of something that you could hear like um like a gil scott heron poem over or something like that or like you know spoken word type hip-hop um i think would sound really good with that style of production and i think you guys nailed it i think it turned out great yeah no problem dog um but yeah so well, we still have you on the line, and we have a few more minutes here. Um, what's going on with you, music wise, out in Miami? Anything, uh, anything popping off for you out there? I see the Instagram. Oh man, yeah, I, 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 I wear many hats in Miami. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 you know, I've been getting the sense of like things go with a, a kind of development fashion. Um, I've got a, actually. What? Oh yeah, shit! Yeah, it's, uh, That's awesome. That's awesome, dude. Man. I w- I'm glad you're doing that. Oh my god, you want a tech a techno vibe? <laughs> I I'm trying to imagine it, and I'm with it. I'm ready for I, it. I can definitely hear. I I can see it. Um. I'll have to keep you. I should get you in contact once you, or let me know when you drop the album because I know a yoga studio that w- it would probably play out of for sure. <laughs> My friend, we have a, a friend Uni who uh, does yoga classes and stuff, but she plays music during hers, like mostly just meditative music and stuff. But like, it's so much nicer to have some music going because the yoga I had done previous to that always it was just quiet in the room and. 
this was the first time I was in there where they had music going. I was like, I like this way better. It definitely does. I mean, are, so are you, you know, you do those shows back home in Hamtramck, you know, um, are you able to put anything kind of like neighborhood community shows on over where you're at now or how's that been going? Uh huh. Yeah. Right. That hasn't happened yet. Um, and it's just, you know, space is expensive. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's freaking hot outside, so it's hard to actually stay outside. <laughs> and you really uh, had, like, the – you did have, like, the perfect backyard set up for it in Hamtramck, too. Like, it was, like, yeah. perfect back there. <laughs> and that was just, like yeah. – I just wanted to bring it up because it was such a cool thing if you think about it because, you know, you walk back there and there's people from all ages chilling back there watching it. You know, little babies running around. Older people, you know, younger people, like it was cool. Yeah, I love that. I have fun. Those those nights are the best parts of my life. That area is just fun. Uh, and I still work with John, actually. John and I still work with Harvey. I've gotten to know that that the last band around with other than Harvey Harvey and Steve, but That's awesome. Um, you know, oh my ultimate, God. ultimate connections are pretty cool. So Definitely. And you know, Anytime you want to come back for a visit, you're going to always uh, have a couch space over at our house. <laughs> for sure. For sure, man. Well, we appreciate you coming on and talking to us, man. Um, yeah, miss you, dog. Keep us posted yeah. when you're releasing music because we'll definitely, you know, review it on the pod. We'll talk about it, maybe call you back when uh, it's closer to the album releasing and you can kind of uh, give us a breakdown of it. Absolutely. The, the day we had you on that podcast, I knew you were going to like help me out with some shit. <laughs> I, I just knew it. I just heard it. I'm like, okay, I need to. I need to be in further contact with this person. <laughs> oh man, it, it warms my heart. That's awesome, dude. Well, we appreciate it, Jeff. Um, we will talk to you soon. Uh, be safe. Keep making amazing music, and uh, we'll catch you, bro. All right, All right, man. Guy. Peace. Later. Bye. I love that dude. Fucking love him. <laughs> he's a good dude, he's man. A, yeah, just a good he's a straight dude. Straight up just good dude. Man. <laughs> oh, man. That was great. Um, but, yeah, anyways, that concludes the six-song EP out of E-Man. I don't know if um, I'm supposed to say this. I know him and Danae have some shit cooking. Yo, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, no, I, I knew know, that, too, yeah. I don't know if I'm supposed to say that, but I remember, I remember <laughs> that was a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if I expose some shit, I apologize to both of you. <laughs> <off that. Yeah. laughs> um, but, yeah, that concludes the project. Um, 
E-Man, did you want to tell them what your plans are with it? Or I mean, there's a reason why it's called Before the Chaos. That's all I'll say. Okay, but. sweet. Yeah, so there's definitely going to be more E-Man music in the works at some point. So um, go run up the numbers on that. It's on all the DSPs. Um, oh, hey, do you have it on Bandcamp? You should put it on Bandcamp. People can buy that shit, as bro. As much as I preach Bandcamp, <laughs> oh, my God, I'm slipping. But I want to – We'll have it on Bandcamp by the end of the week. shout out to uh, Sound Off Sundays, too. So, I, actually, yes. that was my first time. Talk doing, about it. That was my first time being on stage in, like, three years. And that time, we were 130 episodes on a podcast. Boop, 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 boop. Wait, damn it. Number two. It's two. <laughs> <laughs> I do that every single time. I thought it was number <laughs> one, but it's number two. Um, yeah, we did that. I had a name change. I, I've had a lot of things go on, like good and bad. And, yeah, that was my first time on a microphone performing-wise in a minute. Um. Yeah, dude, it was cool. You know, it was like 10,000 acts that went before me. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it was great. Um, yeah, shout out to Kim Brass. Like, they they do a really good job over there, man. Um, the D- I forgot the DJ's name, but, yeah, he was cool, too. I think Elbug. Yeah, he, yeah, they, they killed it. Every act I saw was absolutely fucking dope. Like, there was not, I can genuinely say there was not a bad act that I saw that night. And yeah. that's, that's rare to say at an open mic to be honest with you um yeah dude it was it was an experience and i i feel like i did a bad song choice i definitely shouldn't have played you always think you do bad I, song choices i should have not such I an in your head motherfucker i swear that's what i do i'm an overthinker <laughs> but yeah anyway no man um but overall yeah it was a great experience definitely would recommend especially for artists trying to get out there you know like you want to get the music heard it's definitely a great environment it was definitely a good time and i do want to get because i know kim's a big wrestling fan and i really want to get him on this podcast for that aspect hell yeah, so yeah um, and then also before we go i want to shout out um just a couple people i want to shout out our friends over at detroit rap um you know joe commission uh pat uh uncle p um we uh we're definitely enjoying um i've been talking i've been talking that does a rap camp too he's on there he's on there now Oh, is he on there I too? Forgot I forget who runs you know, Rap Camp. I forgot it. I, can't, I don't know how to pronounce your name. My, my <laughs> guy. My guy. I am so sorry. You are absolutely a great person uh, from the interaction we had with you. But yeah, yeah, but I've been chopping it up with Pat over at uh, you know um, at Rap uh, Detroit Rap, and you know Joe Commission's been on the podcast before. They okay. did a cool um, write up, or not a write up, but like a discussion on E-Man's project that you can go check out at DetroitRap.com. Um, but yeah, I just really I think if um, they do a lot of cool stuff, so you should go check out what they do if you want to keep your ears to the streets of the city. Uh, you're gonna find it all over there. Um, Shout out to Isaac Caster too. I went to yes. his uh, vinyl release party uh, this past week too, and I I'm really happy for it. Check it out, the Rabbit Hole too. Uh, it is a great <laughs> dude. It's a great project. The, did you see the video he did with uh, Bazaar? No. Bazaar and. Uh, Dango Fortango, <laughs> his name, but yeah, no, it's great. Um, that and then my actually my the standout one for me, I love that I the I C one where he has like the rabbit. He has like this whole Donnie Darko theme for yeah. his video and everything. It's dope. Man. Yeah, shout out to Isaac, man. Yep, cool, for like, sure. Create a motherfucker, bro. Definitely. Um, and then shout out some of our friends that have been dropping music lately that we've been seeing out there. You know, Anna and Haruki are over in South by Southwest, like we were talking about. I saw um, uh. Juan, um, 
Juan Michael was posting stuff the other day. I saw Juan uh, Ye. Juan Ye. Juan Ye, Ye was posting. Uh, uh, yeah, he put out a song. Um, hey, Paris, I see you with that Paris. midnight hour, by the oh, way, yeah, buddy. Paris. <laughs> <laughs> I, see you, I see you. Okay? I just want to let you know. I love you. Get your production game going, Oh, man. Dre Dev's got stuff out, too. Shout out Dre Dev. Um, yeah, shout out all of our friends. We want you to come back and through and co-host the shows with us so give us a, a shout if shout you out to come brad back Slip, by the way too yeah He's shout out brad bro brad uh, brad's got new I, music I, out too i saw that on instagram you know what <laughs> i'm talking about that's all i'll say <laughs> that's what, all i'll say there what's ice spice call him a munch <laughs> <laughs> all right that's enough of that all right, all right. with that being said <laughs> We are going to end this podcast. I do want to play you guys a little bit more at E-Man. Here's a little bit of Trippy Nights in Detroit featuring our girl, Tessa. That's the clip. <laughs> I roll up the sparks on you, too. We'll catch you guys soon. Peace. That white Russian energy. White Russian energy. Fuck food. Another night living in my own head. Thinking about words that I never said. Get a text, but I left it on red. Damn, I should get to bed. Just then another one goes by. Open up and I see what's inside. Text free tonight is a vibe, but you down for the ride or you staying inside. Hmm. I'll take the red pill. Grab my keys and I'm heading out the door. Beats, Brews, and Points of View is a product of Dream of Reality Media and sponsored by Arctic Circle Brewing Company.